Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Oh, it's time. This is a good day. Yeah. It's a good day. See, I said it was a good day. Well, what number is it? It's 28. 28 is a weak number. (laughs) (laughs) 28 is bullshit. I don't know. Two two plus eight is 30. No, Mm. two plus eight isn't 30. Two plus eight is 10. Right. Which is a third of 30. Right. I just fucked that all up. I was I was trying to do some mathematics there and it failed miserably. Well, twenty eight is two away from thirty. It is. Which? Yeah, we'll let that stand. Yep. Yep. That's that's vital statistics. So you were just eating a nice big bowl. Yes. Of raisin bran. Yes. Fiber. Let's run this right now. Top three cereals. Oh wow, we haven't done this before, huh? Well. I'm, I'm gonna come with raisin they bran. Have, but I wanna, I wanna go back there. Yeah, raisin bran is number one. Um, these days I'm messing with the Whole Foods raisin bran, but classic. What is it? Post. 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 Post raisin bran. I fucks with that. Two scoops. Two scoops. Just mad fiber, man. I'm all about my fiber game. Number two. I'm so nerdy with this. I'm gonna go basic four. Wow. Basic four with the yogurt covered nuggets in there. I like I like grainy weedy cereals. I like fruit oriented cereals. But number three, what would I go with with number three? Number three, I'm gonna go old school childhood straight up fruity pebbles. Wow, straight up fruity pebbles, which I don't eat anymore because it's sugar and unhealthy. But I can't lie, it's unco- it's ridiculously delicious. Now you, what are your top three? I could never fuck with fruity pebbles, man. For some reason. I'm a big Fruit Loops fan, but I can never fuck with Fruity Pebbles. There was something right. about it that was too intense for me. Yeah. Certain cereals, the, the one with the cookie crunch, where you pour in pe- like little cookies into your like cereal bowl. Oh yeah. That's too intense. I couldn't. I mean, I would eat it like a like like you know I, I I'd eat it, but pouring it in the morning with the milk and it was a little too intense for me. Yeah. Yeah. Top three cereals. Yep. Because I've definitely gone from. I wasn't allowed sugared cereals to I was allowed sugared cereals and I went in. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like old, like an old man, and I just eat a couple of different types. Um, fiber, man, I've been fucking with grape nuts since I was a little kid. Word up. I don't know if I can put these in order of one to three, but these are the top three. Grape yeah. nuts is up in there. Uh-huh. Up in there. Up in there, A-O. Uh... I gotta put, I don't know, in the last 10 years, I gotta put Smart Start. Smart Start? Yeah. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Smart Start, right? Okay. The, the, the flakes with the, with the kind of like the oak, oat cluster type joints. It's mm-hmm. nice. Getting healthy with it. Yo, you can't sleep on oat clusters. No, how can anyone fun on oat clusters? It Mad s- cinnamon and stuff in there. Yep. 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 It's nice. Nice. Boys. It's real serious with these cereals. Uh, Yeah. Ice cold milk. Uh, Mm -hmm. Man, but it's hard listing another one. You got all kinds of classics. You got Cheerios. You got Honey Nut Cheerios. You got Apple Cinnamon Cheerios. Right. You got Lucky Charms. Mm Mm-hmm. What feels right to you? I mean, part of me wants to say Lucky Charms, mm. mm-hmm. even though those are just, you know, I think I consumed a lot of Lucky Charms in college because I wasn't really allowed to fuck with Lucky Charms, and I didn't growing up. Right. And then you get to you get to college, you get the cafeteria, and then it's the big scoop, and you can just scoop the fucking Lucky Charms. Boom. Right. You know, or even post college, I'm just going out and buying boxes of Lucky Charms, and. uh So, yeah, I've eaten, but I don't know. I mean, there's other classic joints. I'm down with the wheat checks. I'm down with the the Rice Krispies. See, so much of it is 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 about a moment in time. Yeah. Right? Like, any given day, you can want, like, like right now, there's multiple cereal styles happening. We have honey clusters with flakes. I forget what the name of it is, but it's honey clusters, flakes, Delicious, and there's Razor Brand. 
And each time I roll up on the cereal, uh, uh, the cereal cabinet, as it were, I'll, I'll go different ways. It's and it's just the way. It's the just way. Last, just last week, I brought it back. Frosted mini wheats. Wow. I hadn't fucked with those things in like years. Man, it's one I can't mess with. The wife loves frosted. Well, she loves a uh, uh, wheat. The, those things. I can't. I can't fuck with it. It's not Man, my thing. I couldn't believe it was incredible. Yeah. I can't fuck with. I can't fuck with. Okay. Oh, back yo. I gotta put fucking Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries up in there. That yeah, I haven't eaten those in a cup good. in like a year, but whew. Yeah. Incredible Crunch Berries. But the flip side of that, I will never fuck with. Peanut butter crunch. And I, the peanut butter is overrated in anything except peanut butter. Word. Anything peanut butter is a little overrated, except for just Joe ass peanut butter, which is delicious. Yeah. 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 Let's word up. You know, well, few people agree with me on that, but so I'm not fucking with peanut butter in my cereal. I'm not fucking with golden mm-hmm. grams. I tried those a couple of times. I wasn't feeling them. I'd, I'd fuck with the grams. You fuck with the grams. I fuck with the grams, but I respect your your choice not to. And I'm trying to think of another. I don't know. I've never I've never messed with the Weetabix. I, I don't. I've never no me either. Certain series, you look at the box and you're like, yeah, know. yeah. And and others, others, you'll look at the box and say yes. Even if the descriptions are wrong, yeah. something about it will, will draw you in. Like, for example, oh, what were they called? I think it was Gorilla Munch at Whole Foods, right? Some some organic, gluten-free, like, oh, it, it basically, yeah. yeah, Gorilla, and they were on sale. And nothing about the description was like, mm, that's my kind of cereal. But it had a gorilla on there munching, like, like, you eat this cereal, you're basically fucking with food in a similar way to a gorilla, which I found appealing. Word, just beasting on it. And they were they were fine. Like it, you know, I didn't go back to the store like, man, more gorilla munch. But, you know, I didn't dislike it. I matched the box. There's certain kinds, like okay, so like I said I'm on my fiber styles, but some of them man, they're just pure pure it's way too much fiber. And so we've started calling them after a, a skit from Saturday Night Live, I don't know if you remember this colon below. Oh yeah. Yeah. So in this one it comes with like flaxseed in it. Yeah. And that is, for me, that's literal colon blow. I'm not going to get too specific about it, but... Boom. Yeah. So that I've thrown away. Pop rocks. I've thrown away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In all the ways that are wrong. Pop rocks. So <laughs> I've thrown away... Through. It got trashed. Yeah, it was done. It was done. I couldn't do that to my body anymore. Let me just I, say that. See, I have this. I have this issue that I've been running into for a, a long time now, especially living in Brooklyn. Where being that I can't really fuck with the, the dairy styles that hard anymore. So I'm not right. really fucking with milk. Right. And I can't fuck with soy milk anymore either because it's, it's messing with me too. Yep. So I go with the rice milk. Right? I'm all about the rice milk. I love yep. the rice milk. But you can't just necessarily go down to the bodega, the average man's spot, and cop the rice milk. Certain, more and more you can, but certain heads aren't fucking with the rice milk. Right. right? Right. So you might have to go to the Whole Foods or, or whatever, you know, cop the nice rice milk, which is fine. But when you go to the Whole Foods, say, me, I'm still old school with my cereals. I'm still average man cereals. Yep. I'm, I want some. I might want some Frosted Flakes. I might want some Fruit Loops. I might even want some Grape Nuts. But you go to a spot like Whole Foods, and they're giving you the Whole Foods or like the nutritional, like organic. Yep. Healthy man cereals. Yep. And a lot of those healthy man cereals, they try to pawn off like it's on some fucking fake. It's like, oh, yeah, we got those Frosted Cheerios for you. They're the healthy Frosted Cheerios. <laughs> right. So I went in. The fucking hurricane <laughs> was coming. And I, you know, the hurricane was coming and I was trying to buy for the weekend. I'm like, all right, like, how can you, how can you fuck up Frosted Cheerios? You know what I mean? You got to yeah. put fucking frosting on there. No, they no. fucked it up. Tasted like some fucking pieces of cardboard. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know if I tasted the frosting. 
It was unedible. I had to, I had to, I had to come with your style on that on that colon blow joint and, and trash it. Trash it. Luckily, yeah. a man came through with some frosted flakes. But yeah, this, frost is a this is a problem. It's a problem. It's a problem. I, I won't. I won't. I won't argue with it. It's just you know, uh, as I'm I get older, all all the cereal, their whole foods are whack. It's just that you know, I wish I, I wish I could go to a place and cop both my nice rice milk and. My lucky charms. You know what it is? It's a lot like when you become vegetarian and you like you'll eat like things that are fake versions of meat. Word. And someone might ask you like, "Oh, does that taste like the meat?" You're like, "No, no, it really doesn't." But I've accepted that I'm not eating the meat, so this tastes just fine, right? It does. It's not the exact same thing, but I've accepted this is what I'm doing. That's how I am with the whole food cereals. You know, I've accepted that I can't run sugar like that. I need fiber. I need some nutrients. I'm I'm fucking with organic more for how food is produced, you know what I mean, than than like any particular health vibe I'm on. So I've agreed to all that. I've accepted it. Whatever, whatever. So the I cereals that. are fine. I guess what my my feeling is isn't that I'm expecting. My feeling is just that I don't want no cardboard ass fucking shit. But yep. anyway, yep. Sometimes healthy stuff tastes like shit. Yeah. That's just the reality. That's the reality. And I have a fucking sweet tooth I got to deal with. Yeah. All man. right. So we went in on that cereals. We, yeah. Unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. But, but boom. I brought it to the door. Hopefully the young people out there enjoyed it. What are young people eating these days? Remember how – I'm sorry to just go for it, but remember how intense the cereal commercials were back in the day? Tricks Rabbit? Oh, yeah. Um. You know, all the – is it still that intense, do you think? I mean, we don't know, but it was intense, man. Wow, I, I really don't know. I have no idea. I just remember that you had – I mean, I can't – I'm not exaggerating. At least 25, 30% of the commercials back in the day when you're watching cartoon shows were for, like, Lucky Charms, sugared cereals and shit. Oh, yeah. It was major. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the the only time I really get to see what's what's popping with the uh with the cereal game or, or with the kids like like, you know, just what, what how they're marketing the kids. Right. Because that's kind of what this is all about, man. When the wife is watching the soaps, they'll sometimes show what the kids are hung with their thirsting after word to sure. get in the minds of the moms. Ah, this is what the kids want. This is what they're going to beg for. Sneaky. And and they want the moms to get a step ahead of the thirst. Yep. Right. So that's all I see, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't get to see the youth. The youth is they're being uh, co-opted for the sake of sugar love. Sugar love, man. I'm sure it's still similar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A quick shout out to uh to to Pootie Tang had a nice skit about that a little piece in the film about uh the cereals also you this, you go on i was gonna say if you haven't seen that check that pootie tank cereals also shout out internet celebrities cereal is dope look that up youtube oh word oh yeah also i wanted this on the on talking about the youngsters yep i want to shout out suleiman who uh the nephew yep who is showing me how to play on the Nintendo DS, uh, Super Mario Brothers yesterday. Oh, word. Uncle Ian, you hit A to jump. Make sure you hit A to jump. He's here to help. He's here to help. And has no, God bless him, no sense at all <laughs> of Cat's familiarity with these styles. I just, I, it just, it's amazing to me. It's not that yeah. I expect him to know that I played Super Mario Brothers. I just, I'm old. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And, and what's up with Super Mario Brothers that, that the youth of today are all about it, too? That's staying power, man. Yeah, man. That's staying power, man. That's like that's like the Beatles of uh, of of gaming. It's timeless. Have they done any game? Have they they've they've gone they've gone all out with Mario, right? Like they've been fighting, oh, yeah. fighting Mario games, racing Mario games. I feel oh, like yeah. Mario's gone to space. He, he has like role-playing Mario games. Yep. yep. I feel like Mario's done it all. 
That, but but there's something about just you know Joe ass Super that's, Mario Brothers. That was what was so classic. I even played a couple games. It's that classic, yeah. the 2D like you just jumping around, grabbing jumping some, around, grab, grabbing some mushrooms, busting oh, busting bricks. They, they got they got the big mushroom, the big mushroom. Yeah, you get real big. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You turn into like full screen Mario, and then you just busting shit up. You just running through shit. Things are falling apart. As it should be. Yeah. Which That's how real heads back do. in the day. Yeah, no. I know. It's still man, these these the, you know, like these these boards or these levels yeah, that haunt you at night. You know? And there's always that one cat in the neighborhood who would win it, who would yep. beat the whole game. Yep. And maybe if you knew him well enough he'd call you over when it was about to go down and you get to see it happen. But it was never you. Nah, man, I was still stuck on like six three or seven oh. two. Yeah, I, like for example, did you ever beat Mike Tyson on Mike Tyson's punch? Nah, out? man, nah. Me either. I got close a couple times, but I was I was I couldn't hold it out. I couldn't I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's there's bitterness right there. There's a little sadness. It's a it's a lament for for victories not won. There were there was a lot of video game victories that weren't won, that were close, yeah, but you know, that was that thing. You go to the arcade, and it's just getting so nostalgic. Go to the arcade. Sometimes I just be at the arcade checking cats who were nice at some oh, of those games, getting way farther than you ever did. Yep. Get a little crowd around them. Yep. People are just like, yo, he's just going in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, speaking of Suleiman, shout out his dad who used to run me on Samurai Showdown when we were in college. Like, run me. Like, I, I don't think, like, like for going to play video games with him, would I would be limited based on my money. Uh-huh. But I don't think money was ever consideration for him because he just put in a quarter and then he played for hours. It's wild, man. Oh, my gosh. I used to get served up. And then after a while, you know, you were done. And then, you know, you just watch him play for a while. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 I I don't even know. I don't know how cats got that nice with it. Nerd styles, man. Yeah. Nerd styles. You know, I I had some nerd styles, but a lot of the time not on those on those arcade games or those, you know, too intense. Cats, Mm -hmm. Cats got their game up practicing. Yeah. So. That's what we're here to do. Take you back. Arcades? Isn't it? Is there even arcades anymore? I don't know if there are. Whoa! I don't even know. We had ni- we had nickel arcades in Portland. You go in, and they were open till like one in the morning. There was a there was an era. We still have a couple of them, and there was, you know, like they lasted. There's a couple that lasted for a long. But there was an era in the early '90s where there were nickel arcades, and there were multiple in different parts of town. And they would stay open mad late. And you go in, you pay three to five bucks up front, and then you just get a, you just exchange some, a couple bucks for a grip of nickels. Uh huh. You just go in, and every game was a nickel. Huh. And so you just, you'd be able to just go for it on games, cause it wouldn't fucking cost you a fucking, you know, quarter a game. For a quarter, you could get five plays out of a game. So we were just up in there. Remember, I used to roll with my cousin who was older. He, he was, uh, he was starting college and I rolled in there when I was in high school with him and we'd, uh, play NBA jams all night. Get my bad dudes on. Right, right. Just nerding out. Alright, video games. Video games. I, I'm, I'm still, I've been kind of geeking on the fact that there was nickel. Nickel arcades, man. It was big. Wonderland. They had these crazy commercials. This guy with a fake beard, he'd get up and be like, I'm Wonderland, we're going to Wonderland. Some Portland shit. If you're from Portland, you know about these things. Nickel arcades. That was a very big a big birthday party type of joint. It, it, was, it was a fake beard. Yeah, it was a fake old man. Like a Santa Claus. But he was going to Wonderland to play nickel arcades. That's out, yo. Yeah, man. man. But look, if you're like a freshman in high school or like a 7th or 8th grader, and your cool older cousin picks you up, and you roll out to the nickel arcade, 
at like 9 or 10 p.m. And you're uh-huh. just in this crazy, giant, like, you know, arcade. Like, there's just mad video games. And cats are going in on these video games. And it's like at nighttime, it's all dark. You know what I mean? It, every, the only light is the screens. It's just like a whole, like, crazy, nerdy world. And you're just there hitting buttons, fucking playing video games, man. It was classic. Some classic shit. I don't know if that translates to the podcast. If the listeners can understand the uh, the picture I'm trying to paint right there, but Dawood will let us know. He's our listener. He'll let us know. Dawood, let us know if that translated. Let let, let us know. <laughs> and the both other listeners. That's right. Shout out, Alex. Word up. So, uh, so well. We're we're way off a topic for what we said we were going to talk about. We really went in. It's my fault. No, no, no. And I'm These going to divert us. Fresher, fresher than your father podcast is how it goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take this way off again. Just This is on some day personal nerding out stuff, right? So I'm watching the National Parks documentary, the Kim Burns joint. Uh-huh. Watching it slowly. Slowly. Uh, Slow motion. Yeah. Because it's like, it's 14 hours, right? Oof. And so, roughly... So I watched in like half hour chunks and you know, like yesterday I didn't watch any. Shout out to unspoken racism, basically eliminating native peoples from spaces that they've lived in for thousands of years and calling it a national park. So that just just put that out there. There's a base level of unspoken racism that that they touch on, but they don't really get it in. But past that, not that you can't get past that, but the thing I wanted to bring up to you was. I'm geeking on these places, these styles. And some of them, one of them in particular was in Oregon. And I wanted to know if you've been there and what are your thoughts on Crater Lake? Have you ever been to Crater Lake? Wow. You know, admittedly, I have not been to Crater Lake. Oh, Ian, you're killing me, man. This is bad podcast now. But what, but, but do people geek off of Crater Lake? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really violent reaction. I wasn't ready for, for, for the, uh, the anger. It's not, it was the anger, it was disappointment. Oh, the disappointment in me not going to Crater Lake. Crater Lake is in southern Oregon. Crater Lake is the deepest lake in the country. That's what I'm talking about. One of the deepest lakes in the world. It's crystal clear, too. Crystal clear. I have driven by the the off-ramp to Crater Lake. That is the closest I've been. Gotcha. You know, just in these these areas, this is what kids do. These kids go, they take kids, we're going to Crater Lake yeah. as, a, as a gathering of youngsters. I mean, I could nerd out and tell you I've been to Wallowa Lake. I've been to the Steens Mountains. I've been to, the, you know, Lincoln City Grants Pass. I've been to these, the John Hancock, the High Desert Plains, Eastern Oregon. Oh, word. But I have not been to the famous Crater Lake, probably because it is such a tourist attraction that my family usually elected to go to somewhat more low-key places when we went on the little family, the little family trips. Yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes. All right. So if you have time and you want to watch these crazy Kim Burns documentaries like I do, check that out. Word up, peoples, listeners, youngsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice subtle racism styles. But that's American, right? That's, man, that's what the country's built on. Yep. Racism. Squashing the poor, subtle racism. And throwing some sexism in there, sprinkle that in. Boom. A little homophobia, sprinkle that in. Sprinkle it in. (laughs) Yep. America. America. And pie. Speaking of America. Yep. Another American story. I watched that Bartman flick. People should check for that. Here's 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 why people should check for for the for the, the Steve Bartman. Is it Bart? I want to say Bartman because I've watched so many Simpsons episodes. So all I think of with this ESPN Bartman thing is Bartman. I think of like Bart Simpson with a cape on him. Yeah, but, but you know, people people will say Bartman too. I think for like it it it. It makes him more of a caricature. You know what I mean? The Bartman, right? Bartman. Instead of Bartman. Yeah, but yeah. go ahead. So, 
Steve Bartman, we'll set it up for the listeners who don't know about Steve Bartman. Go look him up. Basically, he possibly hit a fly ball um, that I think would have been caught by an outfielder when the Cubs basically almost went to the World Series in 2003. Yeah. And, uh, and after this was caught, it kept being replayed on tape, and he was kind of this very kind of quiet, dorky-looking guy in the stands, and mm-hmm. literally the whole stadium, including people outside, started chanting asshole and pointing at him. And he was basically a – he received death threats. It was just total craziness. Yep. And the the ESPN documentary on – mostly on him. I'd say two-thirds of it is about him, and the other third is about Bill Buckner. Mm-hmm. They actually interview Buckner. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, Bill Buckner played for the Red Sox. Red Sox, and he's the one and, they hit the hit the the grounder through his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what year was that? Like eighty seven ish. Eighty six. Eighty six. Eighty six World Series, and mm-hmm. uh, Sox went on to lose. Mets won. Um, yep. And you're dealing with two franchises that had these giant curses, so called curses, hanging over their heads for at least eighty years. Cubs yep. continues. Boston Red Sox won the World Series finally in two thousand four. But uh, what's interesting, as a fan, that gets touched on throughout the the flick, I just thought was interesting, and people should check it out. People who live in cities such as Portland and Cleveland Mm -hmm. is how deep the 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 cynicism and the the emotional like attachment to a team that hasn't won in so long. Yeah. It touches on this. It doesn't go all the way in because we're dealing with these specific stories, but I really felt it at certain points because it touched on this, and I felt like not a lot that I I have heard about touches on this, and a lot of the cats in the media and stuff, I feel like, honestly, like a lot of them, the teams they're aligned with have won in the last 15, 20 years. Sure, you know, and there's these certain there's these certain towns out there and these certain teams that it's been a long feudal road, or it's been a very it's these you know it's these we're so close and then mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So just wanted to throw that out there because I feel like Portland Portland hasn't won anything since '77. Um, that was the only time ever, and then you know Cleveland. It's been, been since it's been some raw things. Yeah, since sixty four, sixty five, I want to say. Word, maybe something like that. I think it's interesting though that you do describe a mix of cynicism and deep attachment. It's a that's that's kind of a a, a toxic brew, right? Like you're you're really attached to it in ways that aren't logical, yeah. with an expectation that it will fail. Yeah, which says a lot about you. And I think whenever it gets dusted up like that, it's it's both a, a sadness about the team and then a sadness about you as a person that you care this much about a team that you expect to lose. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. And it's crazy yeah. listening to the, these fans talk about things that I feel often with the Blazers or with the Ducks where you're looking for the points, that yep. the signs that are fuck, you know, yep. it's over. Yep. They have nothing to do with the actual game. No. Or you're looking, you know, like, or you're on edge for the the cats who are going to show up at the game early on before the game's over and be like, oh, yeah, we're winning this one. We got this one in the bag, you know. Right. All these different things. And that was touched on this movie. So I thought that was interesting. Just want to, you know, point that out. I'm definitely going to check for it. You know, it's it's that's interesting because I I counterpoint that to being here in uh, Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin. And, you know, of course, the Badger thing is so intense for the the college football. I've never seen anything like it. But what's interesting is there is so much optimism and positive energy around this team that has never won a national title. Word. So it's the type of thing where you would expect coming from Cleveland, or I would expect coming from Cleveland, where there would be that cynicism or, oh, when is it going to go bad? Uh Uh-huh. None of that. There's just, like, weird purity. Um to their love of the ba- and hopefulness that has not dimmed. And so, you know, Nebraska was just here. It was the first time Nebraska played in a, a Big Ten game. And 
you know, I live on the street with I'm look at the stadium out of my I'm on the same street as the stadium. And so next door is the young undergrads and they taunt. And one of their big things is to chant asshole for anybody wearing the opposing team's colors on game days. So they're chanting asshole at these cats from Nebraska. And the guy from Nebraska goes five titles for Nebraska, zero for Wisconsin. All I need to say, five titles, zero for you. And it it was it. I thought it was a hardcore taunt, but it was like water on the back of a duck, yo. Word. Like it just rolled right off. They couldn't give a shit because it's just I don't know. It's very different. That's it different. doesn't into it with no cynicism, with no it's healthy. Yeah, it's very it. Well, I don't know if I go so far as say healthy, but <laughs> it's a it's a different it's a different spin. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different a different steez. Maybe not as toxic, but it's still Yeah. So what what is toxic, I feel like, is the uh is these union managerial meetings for the NBA. <sighs> yeah. yeah what? They're gonna cancel games, huh? Yeah, man. I think they're gonna cancel games. Uh we don't have to touch on it too long, but I just wanna say fuck you, David Stern. Yep. I want to say fuck you, Dan Gilbert and uh Sarver. Is that the guy from Phoenix? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yep. The state of their teams reflects their douchiness. And yeah. uh yeah, and uh you know, a slight a slight F you to the players who weren't taking it seriously yep. and not being there to talk. And uh, I'm glad they're there, but you know, slight fuck you for deciding you don't want to show up until Is it serious now? All right, I'll go. Eh. Shout shout out Fisher. Yeah, since day one. Since day one, man. And I, I you know, I, I have a lot of, like, fan, like, <clears throat> frustration with that guy because he, he did some – he basically helped the Lakers win some championships. You yeah, know, I, I feel the same of, way. A lot of ha- hatred of the Lakers. Yep. But shout out for repping hard on this shit. Yeah, he seems like, a, he, you know, yeah, since day one. Since day one. Out there, out there – Getting filmed in suits outside of planes. That's right. You know, in July. Back when other cats were, you know, laying around. He's been doing it up. So, you know, fuck them. Hopefully they get, get it together and play. Because I like their game. That's right. Basically. We like to watch. We like to watch. Well, that's not an AO. You could, you could just have a, a, a sexual there connotation. I was, I was going to let it sit there and see what, see what cats thought about that. Oh, yeah, my bad. No, it's all good. It's all good. All to the good. There was another, there was another major serious topic I think we were going to touch on. I'm trying to, I'm trying to recall our, our pre-game discussions, our pre, uh, you know, um, show discussions where we meticulously plan out these shows. Only yeah. to completely disregard. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, I had a I had a five page written bullet pointed um, plan that you know we had uh, done a lot of different drafts, a lot of redlining and blacklining on before mm-hmm. uh, before you know hitting the record button. Unfortunately, most of those things are no longer uh, relevant. Yeah, but what and they're disappointed. Relevant? Are they? You think they're disappointed? What do you think? I, I think they're disappointed. I think they're disappointed. But did you figure it out? I think I know. I think I'm I'm tapping into my mind chakra and I think I I think I'm emanating out the source of your Did you do you have it? I don't. But I think we, I, I think you might. I think I might. I'm tapping my temple right now, as all of the viewers can see. Oh, they can't see it's nothing's video. We were gonna touch real quick on the Wall Street styles. Ooh, the Wall Street styles. The occupation of Wall Street. I'm going to admit I haven't been following as closely as I want to, but any any words from you, a New Yorker, and you live in Brooklyn, but you're in and around. I wish I, had, I wish I had been out there yesterday. I feel you know. Um, shout out National Lawyers Guild. That's why mm. I want to shout out NLG green, green Hats status, neon yep. green, out there, observing. Yep. Taken into account, and then the homies. I could shout out some names, but I'm just gonna say, you know who you are. Going, spending all day doing arraignments, uh, 
for hundreds of people um, last weekend. And then um, I think probably this weekend, they might be out there today at different precincts, different um, booking spots. With the cast. 700 people got arrested last night on the Brooklyn Bridge. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, just shout, shout out to all the guild folks that, like, probably stayed up all night answering the legal hotline, all that shit. Basically, Occupy Wall Street. Cats are down there. They've been down there for, like, I think almost two weeks now. Wow. Yeah, two weeks, the 17th, so two weeks. And camped out. They got all kinds of different heads. And the media attention has been slowly growing. They do little actions, little protests. They started with a few arrests. Um, they weren't allowed to camp on Wall Street. They're camped in this kind of quasi-public park. It's actually not a public park, but it's a it's leased by a company. That's the age we lived in. We live wow. in. Yeah. There are parks that are leased by private companies to the city. Um, so they're camped out in this park. Um, And I want I don't want to go into everything. I feel like cats know about it, especially the ones who listen to this podcast. But I, um, what I think is dope, this is what I think is dope, is because a lot of cats, admittedly at first I didn't go down there because as, as one of my friends said, when she went down there, it felt kind of like Burning Man. Really? And so I'm not really, I'm not really, you know, the, 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 the the crusty punk activist Burning Man type Steve's, I mean yo I fully support like cats doing what they got to do and doing the occupying but it's not like you know I'm not I'm not kicking it hard and like that kind of Steve's. but mm-hmm. what I think is dope and I feel like it's reminiscent of the Wisconsin stuff is a lot of, a lot of all kinds of cats are coming out first you saw like some individual heads you saw Michael Moore you saw Cornell West you saw Immortal Technique come out. You know, in support, little speeches, etc. Then you saw the union start coming out, and there's some amazing photos. If you checked them last week, five four days ago, of the um, the pilots' union. Yep. Seven hundred pilots in full uniform, marching down there, standing in line. Incredible, incredible. And uh, UAW, possibly I think 1199, did some. Little marching, a uh, little representation on Friday. I think there might be some more union stuff. The M- rumors are the MTA is going to walk off and join like next week sometime. And the MTA is the Metropolitan Transit Authority of New York. That's like subway bus drivers, all those cats. And that's huge. That would be huge. I don't know if it's going to be like cats walking off jobs to go do it, or if it's just going to be a planned thing, I don't know, but, you know, but cats are talking about coming down and represent other unions from all over, like different cats. I heard yesterday that um, that uh, veterans, some Marines and Army veterans wanted to come down and protect the protesters from the police. Uh-huh. Um, just like all kinds of cats, um, which I think is dope. So, and then the police are kind of wiling out, uh, I don't know what the the everyday officers are thinking, but obviously they're like trying to keep their jobs by doing what the upper higher level guys are telling them to do. But uh, police are definitely wilding out, um, arresting 700 people last night, beating folks, macing macing people last weekend. That got a lot of video internet video play, so it's really good that cats are out there with video cameras. Yeah, I like definitely. The, I feel like the media structure down there is dope. A lot of cats have video cameras. A lot of a lot of internet video links from multiple cameras, multiple heads. Uh, I just think as the internet moves on, like this is like a real power of it. It's like just the communication styles are just so are so immediate and so kind of. If you have the knowledge and you can plug it in, like you're just broadcasting. You know what I mean? And cats, right. it's just really hard to stop you. Right. Um, so that's yeah, that, that's my basic take. Is I think that like, even though I think. People, including myself, might have stereotyped some of this stuff as some Burning Man, like crusty punk shit. It's actually like some real cats out there, and it's a mix of politics. But it's just people are out there because they're fed up with this Wall Street bullshit. Yeah, and I, I think that's the. I think it's important that it's a mix of politics, exactly. and that, and that whoever it started with, they did it in such a way that it resonated with other people. You know what I mean? And that that other people joined in. And recognized it was important. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Keep, I think that's just, fresh. Yeah, I think cats are just representing in their own way, and no one's out there being like, oh, you, you're not down with the full plan, so fuck you. You know what I mean? Right. They're like, right. People are like, nah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm taking this uh, history of technology class, nerding out. Uh, but my, my professor, Eric Schatzberg, shout out, has what he calls Schatzberg's Law, which is that technology does not cause revolutions, but can be utilized by revolutionaries. So I think it's it's really ill seeing how the Internet and these small video technologies and phones and whatnot are really being deployed by cats you know, to to move forward these vital agendas. This is important stuff, man. And one of the big things I've noticed in the way people have talked about it online has been that it's been totally ignored by the mainstream media. So it's just really important that cats are are utilizing these technical styles, these technology styles. And yeah. uh well, I mean, one of the reasons that the mainstream media has has, has latched onto it recently is because because cats out there recorded the cops macing those women last week. And yep. so certain cats in the mainstream media, even people who, you know, even cats who normally would just take the police at whatever they say. And, you know, you had this video that was so blatantly fucked that cats gave it some play. And then that dude, Lawrence O'Donnell, went off. He went hardcore with two videos, two rants last week that were good. So shout out that dude. Yep. He, went, yep. he went in. Um, so, yeah. Let's see yeah. what happens. Let's see what happens in the coming week. Now you got it in LA, you got it in Boston, you got it in Portland, you got it in Minneapolis, you got it going down in um Chicago. So yep. it's it's really going. It's going down right now. Major fed up. You know what? Uh, <clears throat> I think this discussion actually leads us into the part it's like the perfect segue for the uh the song I wanted to share today. This is a new feature on Fresher Than Your Father podcast. Yeah. Starting last, was- last week with, with Woo Wear. With Woo Wear. So should we, what should we call this? We have to come up with a name of it. Is it Lyrical Story Time? The ly- Lyrical Renaissance? <laughs> that, does, that actually fits, the Lyrical Renaissance. The lyrical Renaissance. The second installment of the Lyrical Renaissance. So we were just talking about these, these, these movements against Wall Street. So I'm going to share for the Lyrical Renaissance... The text from a song entitled Up Against the Wall. Yes. By a group called Group Home. We're going to be visiting the words of uh, Malachi the Nutcracker. Wow. This is back. Let's take it back to the 90s for a second. When you when you really had these names that went in. Malachi the Nutcracker. You had uh, Icon the Verbal Hologram. <laughs> Yeah, partnered with Stoop, the enemy of mankind. I think there was a guy in Portland who called himself uh, uh, he was the verbal android. Anyway, yeah. Back then, you could have these four-part names. You know, really pronounce yourself. Here I am, Malachi the Nutcracker. This is how I got my rap name because I was joking on people who had the four-name names still in Cleveland. And I call myself Talib, the verbal math magician, purely as a joke. <laughs> I'm making fun of cats. And yeah. I told this to my man, Gork, the band psychologist. Yeah. Shout out. And he said, that's what the fuck you get. <laughs> <It was his, laughs> but he laughed and it was all in good fun. But yeah, so I feel you. So anyway, <clears throat> you know. Uh, uh, produced by DJ Premier, so cats know these records. We know these records. Yeah. Because the beats might be, these are some of the best beats ever. Yeah. On this album. Ever. Uh, Living Proof. And actually, the Up Against the Wall Getaway Car Mix might be my Ooh. favorite primo beat Ooh. of all time. Right? Ooh. Just a phenomenal track. Ridiculous. And he shared these beats. I think he knew, because the group home cats, Malachi the Nutcracker and uh, Lil Dap. Lil Dap. Not the best MCs. Well, let's especially, especially in the nineties. We're gonna about to yeah. visit. We're about to visit this and test this out. But yeah, they might. They might have. I. I'm. This is an asshole thing to say. They might have come off a little better ten years later. But in the nineties, probably when, you, when you're dealing with woo wear, 
You're dealing with metaphysical styles. You're dealing with heavy, yep. all kinds of styles. Cats are just yep. coming at you. Yeah, you can't get away with this shit. Can't get away with it. But Malachi, and just to, to frame it for those who don't know, real built dude, real muscular. And everything he said, he said so earnestly. It was so hardcore. It was so real. And you were going to feel it. Feel it. Up against the wall. Here we go. Malachi the Nutcracker. Yo, go. the world is falling. Death is calling. I don't know. MCs be brawling. On the mic when I get hype. Whenever you want. Yo, whatever you like. Bite on my style. I like that. Yo, here's your feedback with one smack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no time to be that playing. Was, that was, hold on. That was, that was a lyric right there. You know yeah, what I'm it saying? was. It, yeah, you know what, you know what I'm saying? saying? Sorry. Yeah. No time to be playing because these ends be the land. Word, yo. When I get busy here and over there to New York City, one for all. One for all. I'm on the wall. My back is on the wall. Then he goes in again. Yo, it's a wonderful world. A world of wonder. I thunder and thunder. I won't go under. Let's do that again. Yo, it's a wonderful world. A world of wonder. I thunder and thunder. I won't go under. Won't get in the trap. I'm past all that. You stupid motherfucker, my rhyme is fat. Boom. Fat ass can be on the MIC in the place to be if you can see. You don't know, then go ask your mama. Eating MCs live like Jeffrey Dahmer. One for all. Wait, one of one? One for all. I'm on the wall. I'm on the wall. On the wall. I'm on the wall. Did he write these down, do you think? Wow, what a good question. I, I would hope not. Mm-hmm. I would hope not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really thrilled he said I thunder and thunder. Well, the, the wordplay there with the, uh, wonderful world, world of wonder. Yeah, he, he, it was a deep moment. It was. Mm-hmm. Man. What what's what's the deal real quick with with these classic groups surrounding themselves and producers with whack MCs? Dude, I <laughs> look at look I, at the I mean I'm gonna call it out right now and you know I, I could get I could get beat up for saying this, but but like I'm talking about fucking group home and, and although admittedly I always thought Lil Dap had a kind of an ill voice. I felt oh, yeah, like he, he had this presence that was kinda sick on the mic. He does, like, yeah, no question you know, about that. Yeah, but but Suge, I mean, and and Suge, I'm a I'm a Suge fan, but at the same time, Suge wasn't really stepping up lyrically much farther than Dap and that Dap uh, Malachi, right? But yet featured on Gangstar albums, these guys are just they're they're making albums themselves. Boom, with with Primo getting amazing beats. Amazing I, I don't know. I don't know. Cats will co-sign the worst MCs. And I, I think, I actually think Primo is the worst culprit of this. He never aligned himself with that just next level, yeah. even though all the next level MCs mess with him. He did joints for Biggie, for Jay-Z, for Com, for most. You know, he... You know what, though? You know what, though? Just take a step back. How many stories are there out there of... Primo trying to do it, trying to call Nas and Jay yeah, for the full true. Prime album and, and get true. it fronted on. That's true. That's true. Although, uh, Illmatic is kind of close. It's as close as you'll get. It's as close as you'll get. Because he's got like four tracks on there. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and that's MLP, true. I mean like, yep. MLP was a, it was, there's, there's a, it's a very unique, the, that, those, well, especially that second MLP record. Oh, so amped. Yeah. So, so amped. The, the one who sidestepped it all, though, was Dr. Dre. He really tended to align himself with great MCs. Yeah. 
Snoop Dogg when he was trying Eminem. Even you I know. mean even even when um I felt like there was a moment when corrupt and then we're bringing it, and so you know. Yep. Um, yeah. Not a very long moment, but there was a moment. And about twenty minutes. Yeah. About twenty minutes, and then there was you know of course Ice Cube. Word. Take it back like that. Yeah. Even throw an exhibit in there. Exhibit had five minutes where he was nice too. Yeah. Paparazzi pre Dr. Dre, but Dr. Dre heard it and said, "Okay, I mess with that." Then things happen. Things happen. Didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But Dre only comes out with an album every ten years. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. It's called money. Yeah, and you know what? I'm starting to not care. <laughs> really? Like, like, am I really supposed to care whether Detox drops or not? I, I give a fuck. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. You know, and here, what's the rush now? Cats are buying his headphones. Cats are serious about the Dr. Dre headphones. Boom, he blew that shit up. Didn't he? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. You see him everywhere. Yeah. I was not ready for them. To, I thought there was some high-end shit, but now everyone's rocking the Dr. Dre headphones. Dude, I, I, when when did headphones become status items? I guess since everybody's rolling around with, with MP3 players, everybody's just rolling around with music that, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, in a way, it's kind of cool. If cats are becoming more serious about what they listen to and how they listen to it, you know. Yeah. We got love for that. So... We we encourage everyone to, to explore the sounds of Living Proof by Group Home. Major beats. Major beats. How does Premier get his drums to be so big? Dude, I don't know. These are the nerdy questions that need to be answered. Yeah. How does Tribe? I mean, that, <clears throat> you know, shout out Low End Theory, 20 years. It yep. dropped a couple weeks ago. Yep. It was a week ago, recently. Yeah. 24th. And tribe drums, man. Boom. Big. Real big. Real I don't big. know. Cats, you know, different era, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. These styles. These styles, these things, Fresher Than Your Father podcast, number 28. Listeners, youngsters, we salute you. And if you didn't know, we're on iTunes now. I'm not sure that what that'll mean. You might be listening to the Fresh Than Your Podcast. Rewind that. You might be listening to us for the first time. Welcome. Enjoy. Did you make it all the way here? Possibly. And if you did, it's safe to say your life is better. Flat out. You've learned things. Parks. Group home. What Video else have games. you learned? Video games, arcade styles, nickel styles. Bartman. Bartman. Things, you know, we're teaching things. That's why we're in the, uh, we're, we're sectioned off over in the philosophy section on iTunes. Indeed. Because we're talking about life and philosophies, daily journals. Your life is better because of fresher than your father. So go pour a, a bowl of grape nuts. You know, I had a thought. Uh, I wanted to. Now that you say that, I want to come back to it briefly. Why is it fruity pebbles are called pebbles when grape nuts are far closer to actually being pebbles? This is a good, but why grape nuts, man? There's no grapes in grape nuts. No. These are the and grapes have and grapes have no nuts. 